Hello there. Welcome to Everpals. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Everpals hey. is here. Yeah, I'm here. You here? I am. Yeah, we're both here. It's nice to to have the pals back. You and yeah, me. we haven't talked much in a while. We text all the time, but actually getting in um, Discord or even a phone call, we haven't had one in a while. Yeah, it was actually nice that you uh, called me not too long ago, and we talked about your job and stuff and yeah i was stuck was in traffic on. heading to la um la traffic really sucks i live in orange county um so yeah i was like i know he's up he just got home from work let me give him a call that was nice yeah that was really nice yeah i got uh zammy's messaging me uh, wanting to get together for lunch so two of the three amigos that get together we might uh facetime you or something oh speaking of yeah um the lambac's supposed to be in uh phoenix maybe this week Monday, Dude. Tuesday, Wednesday. So uh, I'll take him to uh, Chuck E. Cheese or whatever you guys were going to do. We were supposed to go to Chuck E. Cheese so long ago. And I, I guess, you know, part of it's on me not really playing anymore. Him, him not, you know, having direct contact with me. But he knows that I'm on Discord. So Lambeck, Chuck E. Cheese, let's make it happen. <laughs> no, I, I, he asked me if I was, I'm on vacation still. So I, def, I was right. like, hey, man, you want to try some of the local cuisine? I'll I'll take you to some of my favorite spots, get yeah. lunch or something. Sounds like fun. Wish I could join. I, I have a, I have an image of Lambeck in my head. No, I don't know what he's going to look like when well, when we meet. So, Not to give it I've away too seen... much, but if you go on Discord, you can see his uh, avatar. And it's a picture of him, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you can look there, but uh, he's supposed to be a pretty tall guy. Uh, that's what he said my so head or said, even taller he might be like six foot six six foot six huh he should be playing in the nfl yeah i think he's a really big dude yeah so speaking of vacation let me talk about why you're on vacation what happened for you to take a vacation i know and our listeners probably most of them know but tell us about that uh well mostly because um i was getting frustrated with a lot of the patients so, <laughs> so and, not all eq related okay your life does not fully revolve around everquest no okay. no but, but i i needed a break um you know in my field you kind of have to take one occasionally and yes. uh you, you can you cannot work your ass off there and not find some sort of uh you know part of you that starts not caring as much they call it um compassion fatigue i don't know if you've ever heard that yeah, um, I mean, I used but, to work in a pediatric intensive care unit. So yeah, so I had some compassion fatigue, and mm -hmm. it was just time for me to take a break. But also, uh, health House of Thule dropped House on Thule. Uh, Mangler server. Um, Sadly enough, so, I haven't even logged in since its launch. Really? Oh man. I yeah, know. Yes. Well, it's it's only been up for just a little over a week. Right. And uh, I'm done. So you're level ninety now. I'm level 90. I've I'm completely keyed for all the zones. Um, nice. Beaten my my beast lord alt is uh, completely geared and level wow. 90 as well. Um, he's just missing a couple spells. Poundin is missing two pieces of group gear and a couple of spells. But um, yeah, I'm I'm basically done. All I have to do is get uh, my druid to level 90 still. Yeah, we, we talked about this just before we started the podcast. It's going to be a very heavily heavy poking episode because honestly, I haven't done much with EverQuest uh, since the last episode. And so, like, I, and I also don't know. I mean, like, I, I've seen some of the text messages you guys, uh, you and Kara and Nigo, kind of uh, keep me in the loop a little bit. I just keep sending gifts about don't forget about me. But um, I, I kind of know what's going on, but not really. I want to hear from you. So, how was the levering process? Like, was it getting those five levels, eighty-five to ninety? How long did that take you? Uh, not long at all. I think I was uh, 90 within a day or two. A day or two? Um, wow. Where'd you level? So when you do the progression, if you're actually running through the progression, okay. um, it's really, we were already uh, at 85 and 100% ready right. to go. Right. Um, there's actually a way to, um, uh, you know, kind of like stockpile experience now with hmm. the tasks and things along that line. 
So, um, I, yeah, I went, I went through and I was all ready to, to ding as soon as we logged in for the day. And I think we got about a, uh, a level and a half and, and doing all the progression. Um, okay. Kara and Inigo are in mess. Uh, right. one of the premier rating guilds on the server, they were told originally that they needed to get flagged for tier one tier two tier three tier four in like by sunday cool. so wednesday to sunday they had five days wow uh that wasn't i guess true because halfway through us uh leveling and <laughs> getting all our stuff mm-hmm. they uh, they decided that they just needed to be the first part flagged and then the second part flagged like a week later or two weeks later i see but it was good for us because Kara has the ability to request everything now, and right, you know, we we leveled up and we've got completely flagged. And I don't know, I think it took us like two or three days. Uh, and there was some problems with instances, so we took like a you know a day off and uh, just did some leveling. I think so, so. So it could have been even faster getting the uh, progression. So I guess progression is not as hard as Unfoot, then, huh? There are a lot of steps. Okay, but it was uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. So I was trying to think. Seeds of Destruction took took me. Uh, I think that's when like Telsey was kind of getting started, um, and so that took us a few weeks to get fully flagged for Telsey. And then Underfoot, we kind of all did together, and but that even that took like two or three weeks. But from what you say, I don't know if it's just you guys like really focusing you know playing like eight ten hours a day those three days or if it's just like a little easier yeah it was it was us grinding uh, oh, i mean okay. we we went from like 10 o'clock in the morning to maybe eight o'clock at That's night early for car um, right <laughs> um and you know obviously there's an hour break i go get my kid and stuff yeah. and you know everybody was good but then we hop right back on and go at it and wow. uh, yeah those were the days for me but i ain't doing that anymore <laughs> man it was, uh, it, was like it, it was good though and now the progression like say you wanted to get flagged for all the group stuff i think it's like maybe eight tasks and we could probably do them in a couple hours yeah so some similar to like season destruction where normally you'd have to do all the prequests to actually get able to request the final one or something similar to that right and the prequests are pain but a lot of collection quests and stuff so um, but I, I left Pounded in the guild hall, and we just task added him for everything. Yeah. I dragged Beaten around. He died quite a bit. Got everybody killed a couple times. Okay. But he wasn't <laughs> the only one, you know. Uh, there's um, the C and Viz mobs and, and yeah. um, undead mobs that see through and Viz. And, right. Yeah, so Any, it, uh, I mean, see through shroud mobs? The Some of the boss, the mini bosses, the names okay. that are in the zone do. But, that makes sense uh, a little bit. But hey, this expansion is really cool. So uh, just let me t- top off yeah. a couple of my favorite yeah. things real quick. Um, group gear drops like a massive amount. There are names all over the place. There was actually a spot I was camping yesterday with just my little box crew and Mercs mm-hmm. that had five names in it. Wow. And you just pull and pull and pull and you get a name and you probably get two, three, four names in an hour in whatever camp you find okay and uh if not more and how good is uh, the gear well um with all my buffs and stuff like that poking is sitting about 57 to fifty nine thousand hit points okay and beaten is about 49 to fifty thousand. yep okay completely yeah. geared out yeah it's weapons. probably like the the old Kind of group gear with like the AC is not as great, uh, or you know maybe some of the focus effects aren't as great. But hey, it keeps you alive uh, as a as a alt during a raid or something with the AEs or something. That's cool. Well, all the all the gear from last expansion underfoot were I don't know if you remember they were probably about eleven hundred hit points group gear, maybe yeah. nine hundred to a thousand hit points. Right. Um, everything here is about fifteen hundred hit points in okay. the tier four zones. Wow. Okay. Which is what, which was what raid gear was. Yeah. Um, so basically, now your your box is raid geared, and if you don't have any current uh, House of Thule raid gear, you're pretty much even. So that's cool. Uh, the zones are really neat. 
Um, in Morel's castle, there's a <laughs> there's a gingerbread house. There and Hansel and Gretel are, oh, are okay. there. Um, right. uh, Inigo has a a gingerbread uh, healing merc now, and yes. I convinced him to change the healing merc to Gingy. The name, <laughs> cute. Not my gumdrop buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but there's just, I mean, it's really cool. It's like a dream. I think that's the whole point of it. I mean, yes. we really need so, Kara here to, well, to give me. I know a little bit about that, and then I'm probably going to be wrong about it, but I'm pretty sure I'm okay. So I think that Kazakh Thule is sleeping. Uh, he is sleeping. sleeping. You actually get to see him when you're running through one of the zones. Now, they use the old Kazakh Thule model from Plane of, Plane of Fear, or they update it? It's, um, so he's tiny. Um, and oh. I think it's the same in fear itself, which is the new fear zone. Right. Um, he looks like the old Kazakh Thule model. Okay. Well, kind of Do you remember Kazakh Thule's zone? Yes. With all the tallies and stuff. Yes. The little lizard men. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was a Kazakh there that was like, I know there was tiny. an avatar or something, something like that. Right. Um, yep. So that smaller version is sleeping on like a pedestal in this house of Thule. I don't remember what it looks like though. Anyway, maybe I'll log in because I still have an active membership. I can log in. Maybe is that something well, I can log in and see, or have to be flagged? Yeah, I mean you can log in on Pokin and, and run on oh, over there true. too. I can do that too. Yeah. Um, right. But he's like sleeping on a pedestal, and then when you jump over top of Kazik, it uh, takes you into Fear itself or Fear the Dream or whatever. So like Terrace and Moral Thule are trying to get our help to resolve this. And I think part of what's going on is going to be kind of spilling over to the next expansion, the Vale of Alaris, uh, where there's like, I don't know if it's a new different dimension or different part of Norath or different planet or whatever. But Carl was telling me about this. There's yeah. like Alarians and they put this veil up to hide. Yes. That's what the Vale of Alaris is. They put this veil up. So they're like in the same dimension as us. There's no right. like... Okay. Timeline fragments yeah. or anything. It's like not that. like uh, World of Warcraft and all the crap they did, um, but <laughs> it get really confusing. But yeah, I, I keep up with a little bit of lore. I just haven't looked at it in like several several months. Uh, but yeah, the basic basic thing is is Kazakh Duel is dreaming and is causing all kinds of havoc around him or something. I don't know. So you know, I guess you have to kill whoever or just battle whoever is keeping him in the dream state to wake him up. Yeah. Which is his brother Morel. But oh, Morel's um, doing it. Okay. I think he's anyways. a centaur or, or a fawn or something like that. I think. Yeah. He's like a centaur. Yeah. Or not uh, a it's satyr. Really, it's, a satyr. No, he's a centaur. It's a centaur. Oh, that's boring. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have a satyr illusion though. That's the new illusion that drops. Nice. Uh, so I look like pan. Yeah. 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 That's cool. But yeah. So the, the, the premise is, let's see, you go into the, the f- new Furat. Right. And uh, right off of the new Firat is the House of Thule, mm-hmm. which just think of it as like a giant, like unrest house, but even bigger. And there's like four wings. And this is where the Thules live, you know, Kazakh, Paris, oh, right. Morel. And then off of each one of those, like, um, four. So there's an upstairs and a downstairs. And the bottom floor is like the easy to get to zones, and the upper floor is um the harder zones the tier four tier three zones okay and hmm. uh yeah so you're upstairs you you run over to the uh area you want to be in there's a zone there and then you just kind of piece off into these different zones and they're really cool um i fought in uh, uh sand castle there's a sand castle area of one of those zones it's really neat all right so, like, is there a, a place that you like uh, EXPing in? Or, because I saw in, like, some of your text, you're, like, heading to Convortium. So you're st- are you still EXPing in the Underfoot Zone? Uh, no. Uh, we we went and we checked out some of the, the zones for XP. Um, and with the Parser, you can see there's, like, a big um, difference in damage. If you have sure. a good group, you can go to one of their Tier 4 zones and wreck shit and get better experience in AAs. Right. Um, but I think the most bang for your buck would be having like a rogue in your group and killing it in a zone called Irudin's Burning. It's uh, basically it like syphilis. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's like Irudin. It's uh, yeah. um, 
it's kind of like the same zone, but it's like a, a dream state of Iridan. So, oh, or like which is, which is another human city, by the way. Just to let people know, <laughs> another human city. But yeah, so uh, rogues are pretty dope in this expansion. Uh, we get the assassinate and mm-hmm. uh, finishing blow, and so I maxed out finishing blow really fast. And the assassinate works on these uh, uh, erudites and humanoids. Humanoids, right. And, yeah, they're and, humans too. And it hits for like 140,000 damage. Wow. And so it takes them like, if you throw something at them, it, they just chunk. Just so it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. You can blow some stuff up um, and get some good experience. So, so have you yeah, done any raids yet um, in House of the War, or is that coming up next week? So oh, Kith, and Ken, Kith and Ken has done, I think we've completed four raids and we okay. are trying to do another one. So part of us are trying to go back to Confortium and finish up some of Confortium because we didn't really get to finish it. Okay. Uh, but the other half of us are, are you know, all gung-ho on, on progressing. You need keys. So... The tier two mobs drop keys, and then that'll get us into the next level of raids. So right now we're just going to be farming and doing stuff like that. But the uh, it's definitely uh, difficult, and yeah, it takes uh, some cooperation amongst everybody. And uh, I noticed a, a couple people were or have been biting each other's heads off recently. Oh, yeah. So just just some you know. Sure. After, after after you've been with people for so long, right. uh, you know <laughs> their nuances kind of disappoint you, and you know some people just speak up. But yeah, yeah it, it's fine. I think everybody's <laughs> happy about it. All right. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of like why I knew it was kind of time to me to step away. I didn't have the same amount of time to devote to it, and also it didn't seem relaxing. It seemed like some of the rates seemed stressful, and I know that for some people, like having that stress and then getting through it, and winning. You get that kind of, you know, euphoria, like, oh, I finished something really challenging. Um, but for me, it was like, it was like needless, um, I'm trying to think of the right words. I think I talked about it before, like needless difficulty, um, where I like the difficulty is like, where you have to spend time like grinding uh, gear and, you know, make sure your AAs are ready uh, versus like, if you don't step on this blue tile within three seconds, the entire rate drops, you know. I don't really like those because some of my favorite things were my favorite raids were um, like anguish. Like there's this one of my favorite memories of EverQuest was anguish. Like everything like, had, it wasn't like super difficult. Maybe OMM was kind of difficult, but everything had its own little bit of uniqueness. It wasn't just like a, you know, if you don't turn your attack off at this moment, the entire raid wipes. Yeah, so they've definitely upped um, going from mass clicks to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever sort of situation there is now. Yeah. And oh, everything everything hits hard. Yeah. <laughs> the tanks need to be on their, on their A game. Yeah, so, so I, I heard, you know, not to say too much, but I heard like, you know, tank lifts are, are a big deal. Like, I, I don't remember if those were in effect during the time when these expansions were released, but obviously they're there now. And so there's something that tanks are kind of not expected to have, but, you know, it's very desirable uh, to make the encounters much easier. Um, it's funny you say that because Kith and Ken is just having a discussion on, on tank lifts. Oh, and yeah. I've, uh, I've, I'm supporting the tanks on this one. So right. you and I both agree that tanks probably need more gear than mm-hmm. any other class. So yeah. in Kith and Ken, they, last expansion, they decided to reward tanks for getting AAs and clicking glyphs when needed by giving them one extra DKP per glyph. Yep. And, you know, um, five glyphs a week or 10 glyphs a week is 10 DKP. That's 10 hours of rating. Right. Yeah, just to let you know, everybody that's not part of K&K, um, you know, DKP has a lot more weight in Kith and Kin than it has in other guilds. Most of the guilds, I think it's almost a factor of 10. Um, like when we were the pals... It's kind of the same, just a factor of 10, I think. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter how you do it um, right. or how you slice it. You know, DKP is, is one for one hour. Yep. And, and we just do the bare minimum there. Um, but yeah, and, and they were, were going to do away with it because there's uh, loyalty vendors now in House of Thule, which okay. you, gives you free money, basically, kind of like your daybreak points. Um, okay. 
every week though to buy stuff from the loyalty vendor and there's res tokens and glyphs in there um but you don't you don't earn enough loyalty points to keep up with 10 glyphs a week okay so anyways i i i support the the tanks they were going to do away with it and i think they're going to bring it back um only because these things hit hard they yeah, I think for... if it's a necessary thing, um, then you should compensate uh, the people who are going above and beyond uh, to make sure that you know raids can happen and raids are going to be smooth. Because otherwise, um, you're, you're just going to be stuck, and it's going to benefit everyone. So yeah, I would support that too. Not that the poor poor tanks die like twelve times a night. So I <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's kind of kind of part of being a tank but at the same time I mean, like as with Yarnax I would die I don't think there were many nights where I didn't die um, when there was it was kind of the exception more um, than the norm but yeah when, when you're dying like three or four times in an encounter getting rezzed dying immediately getting rezzed dying immediately um, especially you know when you're actively leveling it's, it's pretty frustrating you know I've been there before so yeah any way to reward them for their hard work I think is a, is a good thing yeah, kudos to them. Um, yeah, no, so uh, the House of Thule is really cool. It, things hit hard, but, you know, progression's pretty easy. So if anybody listening is interested in coming to Mangler and experiencing what House of Thule is like, you know, come on over. It's actually pretty easy to get geared and pretty easy to get the progression done. And all you have to do is kind of get the levels and uh, get, get the AAs and you're all set. So. Yeah. Yeah, Pokin said he was uh, tired of doing that for me every expansion with every new character that I made. So he's willing to do that for all of our listeners. Uh, Anyone that. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I am not, but only I I do want to see more people on the server. The server is kind of stagnant, but we still see new people all the time hopping in. So um, House of Thule seems to be like a great expansion so far. So, yeah, the the experience rate on Mangler is almost equal to live if it's already equal to live. Um, and it's a, it's a great community still there. Um, so yeah, I think especially now where people are grouping and leveling, you know, sneaking in there, um, if you can try to make some friends, it's always good to like reach out to a guild and kind of establish something with the guild. And so like, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in playing, you know, is there any support out there? And to get that before, um, you really invest a lot of time because, you know, at this stage of the game, if you don't have a guild to support you, it's going to be a pretty lonely time. But um, yeah, always look at the times that they raid and make sure they work with you. Make sure the rules are cool. Uh, make sure it's a class that you actually enjoy playing. Don't play something just because that's what they need. Play a class that you're going to enjoy. Just, yeah, we had a couple of those people that uh, yeah. made those mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I have a cleric. I'll be a cleric for you guys. Nah, I don't want to be a cleric anymore. I'm going to go berserker. So yeah, so but yeah, just um, play what you want. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's a guild out there for everybody. I know for, for myself, like I kind of want more of a later um, West Coast time. And Pokin, um, you sent me a picture from Reddit of a guild that I'm going to probably be applying to. But that's on a different server. Quit. What is it? Quit yelling my chain or something? I didn't even read the name too much because like I was like, but yeah, it was yeah. something pretty interesting like that. Let me go back and look at it. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of, of playing what you want, have you decided to, what you're going to play for what you yeah, want? Stop yelling at me. Um, stop yelling at like me. Like yelling at me, yeah. Um, I know what I don't want to play, and I don't want to play a Necromancer on, the, on the new uh, TLP server. Um, just because of, of some reasons you were talking about. A week where... ago, you wanted to play. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I did. I wanted to be like, I want to be a necromancer. I want to like prove everybody wrong and show how like, great they can be in groups. Because they can be. If, if, if you remember, we were playing on, I was playing with my wizard on Thornblade. And there was a necromancer in my group. And I think I remember telling you this person was awesome. They were like rooting mobs, CCing mobs, um, off tanking them with pets, you know, kiting them around. And like we didn't have an enchanter. But this necromancer was like handling two, uh, one to two mobs at a time and kind of doing crowd control, which is pretty cool. Uh, but that seems like a lot of work. So I don't know if I want to do all that. Um, for some reason, you know, I always hated pulling. So Bard and Monk were always out, but I don't know, maybe Bard might be interesting because I feel like that's a class that often gets boxed. And, but you don't want to pull. But I don't want to pull. Um, yeah, so... I've been thinking shaman. 
I'm very really thinking shaman because um, a shaman can fit almost any group, uh, even if there's already another shaman in there. Like one could be healing, one could be slowing, one could be dotting. Um, so they're very versatile in that way. And they have some solo abilities as well. But so. yeah, you want to you wanna find a little bit of a later raid night guild and uh, you want to be able to, to get to home from work, make some food. And then if you're bored or you have time, sit down and play and maybe sacrifice some sleep yes. before you have to go to work right. on a raid night. Yeah. But not have to if you don't want to. Yeah, because um, Kith and Ken starts at what, 5 p.m. PST? Yeah. Yeah, and so for me, like I don't get off work until 5 p.m. PST. Um, and so I only get home closer to six. And then, you know, once you talk about dinner and stuff, um, more likely to get on at like seven o'clock. And like they would allow that. And I don't think they have any problems with that. It's just that personally, I, I don't I don't like doing that. <laughs> I like right. being part of you know the beginning, you know, the whole thing. Um, so this 830 uh, PST uh, guild out there um, seems seems pretty good. Um, it seems like they're a little more, I wouldn't say hardcore than I might like with a 40% rate attendance minimum. Um, but, you know, I'll just try it out. And at the very least, I'll have some people to group with um, later in the evening. And those rules are subject to change, too. Yeah. I mean, they might have these big rules and they realize, oh, our, you know, our guild isn't meeting those expectations. Drop it down like 25%. Um, I think that's something I would, 30% or something like that, I feel more comfortable with. But, eh, you know, there's no, I don't have any expectations going in other than having a good time leveling up, um, seeing the, what the community the is like. The thing is, um, you, I remember when Mangler started, and if you go back to the Mangler progression website, you'll see there's 30 raids, or 30 guilds that are raiding, and right. they slowly dump themselves, and... People move on to other guilds and, right. you know, stop yelling at me or yell and neck me. Um, <laughs> maybe a guild that goes through to all the expansions. You never but know. But there's a good chance that they die before Valius too, you know? There's a very good chance. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think making yourselves unique with a time zone, um, that's one of the, I think that's one of the most major things. It's just the time that their that they're rating works for you. Um, being unique like that could be good or bad. Just, you're going to find out really early on if that's a time that a lot of people are looking for. Because um, I know I, yeah. I have a buddy back in Kentucky that was talking about playing, and he said he was listening to these episodes. Philip, I don't know if you're listening to these or not, but uh, Hi, Philip. hey, what's up? Um, but he said that he logged in and went through the tutorial, pissed him off, and he stopped. Uh -oh. <laughs> so I was like, all right. <laughs> but no, he used to play way back in like Omens of War days. The tutorial is a little bit um, for children, I would say. Yeah, I was also talking, well, I'm sorry to get off subject, but I was also talking to somebody because um, I was at work with the IT guy and I had a sound problem. And I like kind of, while he was there, I kind of fixed it, started working on it. He's like, I'm impressed. And I was like, oh, well, I'm kind of a, a gamer, old school gamer. And he's like, oh, what do you play? And I was like, I probably never heard of it. EverQuest, he's like, oh, I've heard of it. And he's like, I might check, you know, I'll tell him about the podcast and different things. So. He said, I might check it out. I was like, well, before you check it out, when you log in, the the UI is going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever, like, we're used to it. We're used to these just windows everywhere, this randomness, and we fix it however we want. We load a skin that we're familiar with. But as a new player, EverQuest is really intimidating, I think. Um, but Oh, you're doing so good right now. Keep going. Yeah. So it's just like, I wish that Dark Paul Games would, with the um, tutorial, like freshen up the UI a little bit. I think people have been asking about this for quite a while. Uh, make it a little more streamlined, uh, but it's really not. So that's about as far so as I want to go down that rabbit hole. This rolls right into... Forums with Everpal. Oh, nice. Oh, perfect. Um, Go for it. Yeah, this is, yeah, I was like, dude, just, you're rolling right into what I want to talk Sweet. about. So uh, I brought up, I have three things from the forums and one thing outside the forums I want to talk about, and then we okay. can close out our podcast. But one of the things that was written in the forums under just this episode. 
Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Under the, uh, I believe it's the Veterans Lounge. Okay. Um, what would your suggestion to make EQ great again? Um, and actually, they wrote greet again, but uh, okay, you know, we're not judging. But it's okay. <laughs> Um, and and the guy wrote redesign their clunky UI and yes, yes. you keep looking default UI redesign and change default UI layout uh, UI update graphics update you, you'll see UI on here quite a bit of times and right. you and I both know that they had you uh, and I? mentioned that that's a good one doing uh, you <laughs> oh, you got it, it. alright uh, they're gonna they're gonna try to change the UI. What if not this year, next year? Is that was that was on the roadmap for 2022? I don't remember the roadmap. I know we talked about it all, but I think somewhere in there was yeah UI changes. That's so good. that's yeah that's good. They went to 64 bit and mm -hmm. hopefully they change that UI up. I don't um, feel a need for graphic updates. I mean, I, w I would love graphic updates, but go. Yeah, I mean, like it doesn't that doesn't changed too much for me just because yeah i played from 1999 i'm used to that and that's part of the game um you play on old models too so i do i do so like graphics don't mean a lot to me um yeah i like seeing some like graphics for like some of the end game bosses like we know when we saw like mayong for the first time in depth of dark hollow or you know those kind of things yeah that's cool I like those, but player models, I, I can give two shits about, um, you know, trash mobs. I don't, I don't give a fuck, but like when you go to like the end of the expansion, whatever expansion that is, there should be a well-designed in-game in, uh, raid, something like that. That's like beautiful. And you're like, wow, this is everything I wanted it to be. Cause yeah, otherwise I don't think they have enough people to like redesign everything, but they've worked what out I a little bit. What I would really love to see is a either a TLP or a server where they've gone through and they've upgraded every single one of the zones from scratch. Cool. And I'm not talking about changing the layouts. I'm okay. talking about same layouts but better graphics. You know, you run it like through a new Crushbone using the new orc models in Crushbone, that kind of stuff. New orc models, and then you know, it's very, you know, what is it, eight bit, sixteen bit. In, in Crushbone, you know, right. brighten everything up, make it beautiful, run it through one of those design engines that they have now, and uh, just make it better. And somebody, people are doing that. They're going through and redoing all the zones on on Reddit and stuff, and it looks great. But I would just, I would just love to play a game that's EverQuest to the T, but just looks like it's you know from two thousand and twenty, <laughs> not two thousand and two. Right, yeah. Okay. We'll bring it into the future. What are uh, what are some other suggestions to make EQ greet again? <laughs> make it greet again. Um, I can't come up with anything else. Maybe like a catch up mechanic, uh, especially with the live servers. You know, they have to update the starting point for a heroic character. I'm sure that was that's been discussed already. We kind of talked about that in one of our episodes. Um, you know. I, at least a new race, a new, a new class at some point. Cause I don't, the last battle one is, mage battle mage, the people have been that's talking one, about that. Well, that's one I want. Oh, people, one person has been talking about that. Okay. Uh, some, no, somebody, uh, I mean, I didn't get that <laughs> idea out of nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Battle mage would be super cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I'm trying to think of other things. Cause like when's the last time we had race new race was in serpent spine. That's the yep. last time we had a new the race. And then Berserker dragon. was the last race, right? Yep. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dark Horse. That's a, pretty bad. A battle mage would be pretty cool. But the problem is, I don't think they've gone too far, and it'd be impossible to start a class that uh, needs, you know, 120 levels of spells, um, 120 levels of AAs, and all this other stuff that they have to do to, to make it adequate and well, they can start not... looking at hybrids so they can do like a healing monk or something with like, you know, some kind of diminished melee that's abilities. Beast Lord. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's beast Lord. Well, it's like a shaman. I'm talking about like a priest monk. Um, yeah. A, sh a shaman monk is, is a priest and a monk. That's a beast Lord. Oh, well, no, I was thinking about like a cleric monk. Okay. Yeah, and call them like a clergy or something. I don't know. Yeah, like a battle cleric, 
like a paladin like a paladin <laughs> yeah and also like maybe a new tank um because every other battle like, mage a battle mage like what would they wear would they wear leather armor because they can't wear a chain let them wear let them wear plate but only let them use like staffs and stuff and only wear blunt use blunt yeah. items yeah okay. like big old staffs and scepters and stuff uh, maces and they could maybe use some like enchanter type spells or would it be more like wizard i was i was thinking wizard or mage they could have like a pet or something uh, but just like a offbeat like trashy pet kind of like how uh shadow knights have Okay, so like instead of a Shadow Knight, then you have, um, okay, I can get behind that, where you have like a, a mage uh, warrior combination. So you uh -huh. can have like, okay. Would they be they able to call of hero? Uh, no, 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 leave that to the mages. I don't want to take anything away okay. from them. Okay. I don't, I don't like when they, you got to give them something unique. I, I don't like taking like uh rogues do lock picking in my head and it sucks when bards go and do the lock picking right like no no right. no that's that's mine bitch exactly. leave it alone exactly i've been there. uh lips dragging like that sh that was always a rogue thing and then you know monks are like i'll go do it like or no shadow knights with sh their death. don't fucking do it <laughs> <laughs> yep all right. But yes, uh the other thing that i i did see on this make eq gr greet again, greet again uh uh was a uh, button bloat I would love to see um, what button bloat. Button bloat is you have so many abilities and AAs and oh, things. Oh, I was like, I was like a butt in your bloat. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, butt on your bloat. Um, oh yeah, so many my buttons, so many clicky. Yeah, yep. yeah. Let's get rid of that. Let's mm -hmm. let's let's find a way to make that uh, easier. Well, yeah, I watched on YouTube. Saw somebody fighting um, like Venusethir in like the most recent expansion. Oh yeah, that's Bada. Bada um, is the uh, lead Discord guy on the Rogue Discord. Hi, Bada. If you're yeah, listening, yeah. Hopefully shout listening. out to you. You're a great Rogue. Uh, you're appreciate a great all rogue. your help. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, like I, I saw like their hot bars and had like five or six different hot bars, maybe more, with like you know all filled with buttons. And I'm like, how the fuck? It was like, and it was kind of getting that way. Also, mm -hmm. when playing my wizard, um, there was so many, like to optimize DPS. Um, it just, again, it became too much for me. I didn't have time to research and be like an effective member. Uh, so I felt like I was kind of trailing off. And that's where you know I feel I picture? like. What's up? You ever see like the, um, it's like an alien that's like an octopus. I don't know if it was like Men in Black or something like that. Yeah. But it's got all, it's, it's got like eight tentacles, you know, answering phones or working on 12 computers oh, at the same time. There's a guy in Men in Black 2 who was working at the post office and he was like smoking a cigarette and he was like sorting the mail. And if you remember that, the buggy eyes. Yeah, something yeah, like that. I feel like that's what you need. You need four arms to play a request now. Well, so, like, so like you, um, you know, I'm going to pick on you a little bit. You play with, you know, three box, and we know some people even four or five, even you know, five box, um, and you have to kind of be that way um, just to play like that. Um, but I know some people have, you know, certain hotkeys where they can press one thing and then it'll activate certain abilities that you know stagger the abilities after certain timers. Um, but I. I never really set anything like that up, but yeah, yeah. it sucks. I feel like I, I'm an octopus over on my side too. My little, my game central command center. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the cutoff is for me as far as expansion goes, but I feel like it's somewhere around serpent spine, uh, into maybe even pushing seeds of destruction. Um, I, where... I want you to play these other expansions just so you know, if you like them or not, you may love house of Thule. I might. All right. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying, like, may, in the future, yeah, EverQuest will still keep going, but at some point, you need to go through these expansions just to say you you did them and you hated them, yeah. and you know where your cutoff is because it rain, you might be able to suffer through Underfoot and House of Thule just to get the Veil of Alaris, which might be your favorite expansion. Who knows? Yeah, I really didn't like Underfoot at all. I uh, went to a couple of the raids, had no idea what was going on. I felt woefully unprepared. Uh, I mean, the part, a lot of that's on me. Whereas in like Seeds of Destruction, anything before that, I would always like look on Raspers, I'd look on Ala, be like, all right, I understand this fight a little bit. I know my role. Um, but I think a part of it was just a schedule where I would jump in at like 5.30, 6 o'clock. Instructions have already been given. And I just kind of jump in. I was like, what the fuck do I do? You just 
tell me survive. Uh, you also came in a little late too, where we were already doing raids, where we already knew the exactly like I wasn't the dynamic. The few weeks, and they weren't they weren't giving instructions anymore. Just go and do it, you know. Yeah, and like I lived, it just I felt like I wasn't contributing, and that's pretty important to me. It's pretty important to me as a player to know that I'm making somewhat of a contribution to um, to a raid, and that's why playing Yarnax on when I wasn't tanking. I felt like I wasn't doing anything, but quite often Rippy would be like, Hey, Yarnex, uh, you do this job. And I think he knew, uh, secretly that I liked to be doing something and he would like assign me some little task calling something out. Cause, but anyway, yeah, the new place, uh, I'm going to have like a bigger uh, desk to play on. It's actually going to be my office on the third floor that I couldn't use. Um, and I'll be, um, I don't know if I'll revive Carl or, you know, two box at some point on the new TLP. But that um, possibility is going to be there because I'm buying a new PC. As soon as after we close on the house, I'll be eventually buying a new PC. I'll probably reach out to you, maybe my brother, a couple other people, talk about like what what to buy. Um, and ego. And ego helps. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably looking anywhere from like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars on a computer. You probably have a micro center near you too. I, I do. Would go to I the do. I went center. there. I went there. It was it was like that's paradise. like nerd heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they have like a um, lot of deals for like first time customers. Um, yeah, it was really nice. Like I saw a gaming laptop from there for like seven hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh, normally like fifteen hundred, and it looked pretty good. Um, but again, it's it's not something I've researched. So you know, I I've done a lot of research, but not in computers. More into platforms. definitely get two monitors. Only because even if you play on one monitor, it's nice to have Discord up on another, a parser, um, your fucking Netflix show or whatever you want to watch, you know, and right. it's it's right there. You don't need to panic about so, it and, and tab out or anything. So I always thought having two monitors was dumb until I started working at my current job and then I have two monitors at my desk and I realized how fucking awesome that is to You're be so able old. to. You're so old. I don't. Yeah, I never worked in that kind of environment. I never worked in like an office setting before. And I just sat yeah. down. There was like two monitors. I was like, why do I need two monitors? And then the first time I flipped over something onto the right monitor when I didn't have to alt tab and flip between them, I was like, oh, this is why it's good to have two monitors. <laughs> uh, they had one monitor at the nurse's station when I first started. And I was uh -huh. like, this isn't going to work. You're, you're making my productivity go down. Right. And I immediately got a second monitor. Now all my spreadsheets and stuff that I have to update, you know, I can just back and forth, back and forth on the two screens. It's perfect. Right. Is there any um, more um, forum stuff or are we all caught up there? We, we got two things. I'm going to just touch on them real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah we got time. Best, I got time if you do. Best class to make if I wanted to focus on grouping. If you want to focus on grouping, I think if you always want to group, cleric is nice. Um, always though? What do you mean Always. Oh well, I think once you get healing mercs, clerics are obsolete. No, I, don't, I still don't think they are. Um, yes, they're not as as required, but a good cleric, like a main cleric in a group, is so much better than a healing merc. Um, I would can, just say, go ahead. I would just say Shadow Knight, just uh, a tank. But Shadow Knight's the best group tank almost all the way through. Enchantry? I was reading up, not even. No, doesn't not really come into play anymore. No. Okay. Uh, I was actually reading something where they said uh, something along the lines of what class hasn't been screwed with and stays, you know, pretty relevant from classic to live. And Shadow Knight was the overwhelming answer. Yeah, yeah. You sent me that tier list. and I, I watched part of it and then I was busy. And so I just like fast forwarded and see what they ended up with. Um, but yeah, Shadow Knight was at S tier. Uh, Paladins was like a D or C, like pretty low. Like basically, if it's if it's really late at night and no other tanks are on, this is when you're going to get a pallet in your group for that last 20 minutes before everyone goes to bed. <laughs> but I don't think they're that bad later on. Yeah, in classic, they're pretty bad. Uh, Special shout out to bards too. I think bards are always wanted. Yeah, like a main bard. That's why I was thinking to be a main bard. Um, because, but I also thought maybe you would you would want to play a bard. Uh, in mm -hmm. some capacity on the new TLP if, if you're still playing there or not. Um, but, you know, it might not be your main character, but it might be a character that you would want to play a little bit and have that flexibility if you want to sw swap it to a main. So that's why I kind of stepped away from Bard a little bit. It was mo mostly because of you. Oh, I, 
I have no intentions. I'm playing a bard, I don't think. Um, okay. But I do, I just do want to shout out just for for bards. You know, bards are really cool. Play one if you want to be valuable. Uh, they're very hard. But for the first, I don't know, most of the expansions, you have to fight the tanks for plate gear. And right. uh, and you have to fight rogues for weapons and right. yeah it's a uh, it's it's not great but if you're you don't also don't need a lot to be a good bard you don't need a lot of gear right you just need a good instrument to like boost your and you don't there's no one that's going to compete for those except for other bards um, right but if you're a bard like most of the other bards are boxes and if you're in a guild that you know respects mains over boxes then you might be pretty good. Yeah, so maybe, we're maybe in bard is the way to go because we're in agreement, right? Also, Tank, cleric, and bard, best uh, class to be if you want to focus on grouping. Yeah, definitely shadow knights. I agree with that one hundred percent. And I'm kind of up in the air between cleric and shaman, like you know, because like I said, even if you have mm -hmm. a cleric in the group, shaman's welcome. If you don't have a healing group, shaman's welcome. Mm -hmm. Like shaman's almost always welcome into the group. Um, I can't think of if you have everybody else and there's an empty spot it can always be filled with a shaman so that's why i agree yeah i think shamans are good box characters though yes yes they're great box characters um but that's where i want to be like i want to play as a main as something that's typically played as a box whether that i don't want to mention the word cleric because i get so bored with cleric uh, but like shaman or bard or i guess that's about it um, one of those two, maybe Enchanter, um, and like really just shine um, as as one of those. Cool. But I, I do uh, like Bard because I'll have Bard speed. Yes, Bard speed. Is and I've never had important. a Bard speed mount, so traveling at Bard speed is very exciting for me. So I might go with just that alone. Uh, the last form thing I have is Ogre Stun Immunity, it's titled. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, they're saying, you know, uh, over the course of EverQuest's life, they've gotten rid of a lot of the uh, racial um, uh, bonuses, bonuses yeah. that have been given. Yeah. Halfling XP, for example. And uh, they think it's time to get rid of the Ogre Stun Immunity and... Uh, open up that tank class to you know basically all the races because once you take the ogre stun immunity out, uh, you know dark elf warriors become prevalent, right. Ixar warriors become prevalent. Well, I, I like honestly, I like my wood elf warrior and be the same for a, a dark elf as, as well because you have the hide ability. That's pretty nice. Like when you're going AFK in a zone um, and you can hit that hide button and you know you're safe from almost right. everything. Um, now. The frontal sun immunity goes away. I don't remember which expansion it is, but there's an AA um, that I got with Yarnax where it's 100% your stun immune. Um, so from any direction. But again, I think that was like Serpent Spine maybe. Um, so during live, it's not a big deal. But, you know, we're talking TLP here. Um, I I wouldn't want to be an ogre. Um, I don't know. And, and when I was thinking about shaman, I was actually thinking of making a troll shaman. Uh, one for the, that's for the best the, one yeah i i well no like everyone's saying the barbarian's the best one um there's a couple of reasons i don't like barbarian one um night vision two you're all the way in western antonica uh, isolated from most of the world and three you don't have any special abilities uh, other than being uh like a human big quotes uh, <laughs> where you're not like it's not a big deal to go into freeport and all these places but um, for a for a troll, um, Nariac, you can go into Nariac. Especially, I plan to do. Um, I think I can do Interruck uh, as my deity and try to get that um, snare clicky. Snare clicky, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the benefit. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, now, no, Itzgar uh, becomes shamans later, and they're just as good. But I know they cannot use the um, what is it, Jaundice Bone Bracer which is like a free uh, frost rift, a free 300 damage uh, nuke. But mm -hmm. again, all these kind of things, they get washed out much later. But stun immunity, hmm. I'm trying to think the, the negatives about being an ogre size. If you go into dungeons, um, you better have somebody to shrink you or you're just not going to dungeons. Right. Like, like a lower guck, I mean, upper guck, lower guck, um, soul a, soul b, like you're, you're so restricted. 
but taking him away, nah. I don't think taking. Him yeah, away. I agree. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. I mean, instead of like taking away somebody something from somebody else, you know, give to another class. I mean, I guess um, halflings have sneak hide, which for Yarnax came in pretty handy when factioning and standing behind something and sneaking and. You know, remember we were doing the uh, quest with uh, Vimy over in Ice oh, right. or oh, right. Ice was it Ice Wind? Anyway, I can't remember. And like everybody has their little bonuses. Now humans have shit, so <laughs> I think you should give humans something. Um, but yeah, instead of taking something away from somebody, just you know, give other people bonuses to make them more appealable. I know whatever classes I make on um, the new server, um, if I do end up, you know, going there and staying there, uh, I want Dark Elf masks on all of them. So yeah. whether that's something we'll have to do and, and farm for all the characters. Because if you're, if I go like Ogre Shadow Knight, that's great. But also Ogre Shadow Knight, uh, I would like to be at least a Dark Elf size. Cause they're too big. Right. Yeah, they're too big. <laughs> Plus, I like all my characters to look the same. So whether oh. I'm a dark elf or not, I'd rather have everybody be dark elves. So. Well, also, like, well, they don't let you buy them, though, do they? Like different illusion clickies and stuff? They do. Okay. They do. Well, you can always do that instead of, you know, us spending. You know, I, I'm at the point now. Um, dark elf clicky. I, I contribute a lot more to the financial situation of my, of my marriage with my real person job instead of being a grad student. Um, not that I wasn't supported and saying, you know, if you want to buy something, buy it. I feel less, less guilty about spending $10 on my video game now <laughs> when it's like, <laughs> when it's only like, you know, 15, 10 minutes of my work of the day, you know, um, right. I'm making big boy dollars now. So I was like, my time has a monetary value to it. Um, so I'm going to actually start doing a little bit more of that, um, in, in the coming, in the coming months years whatever long i play this game um you know spend a little bit more money on chrono whether it be uh, directly from the site or through like red guides or whatever it is or actually buying uh, daybreak points those kind of things for exp pots um yeah i want to be more active like that good um the last thing i have to talk about hmm. very big news in the everquest community even made pc gamer wow I've requested. Wow. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? No. So, the I, I'll I'll read you the headline. You tell me what you think it about. Okay. I've request players break sacred MMO code by waking Ooh, up twenty yes. euro dragon. I did read this. I did read this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know that was the thing you were talking about. I didn't see it was in PC Gamer, but yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. First of all, whoever Russell Adder Adderson. Sacred um, code. That that headline is great. I just yeah, it's I, like I love it. Huge implications. Yeah, they woke the sleeper, and everyone was not thrilled about it. Did so you, on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So like I've been playing on P ninety nine green uh, a little bit just because I don't have enough time to like log in to Mangler and you know get him with a group of people play for like I would just play on P ninety nine for like 15, 30 minutes. Um, you know, get one orange bubble and walk and, and log out. But I, I kind of kept my eye on that kind of stuff. And yeah, apparently there was a guild that was there in Sleeper's Tomb. And it was pretty, they were pretty much locking down, getting all the talismans. Because yeah, you, right? You need talismans in order to get access to Sleeper's Tombs. And they were kind of keeping all those locked down. They were keeping yelling at killed. Is that correct? Or keeping, uh, anyway, people couldn't accomplish the quest to get into Sleeper's. Well, over time, this guild, who do you know the name of the guild? So Seal Team is the, Seal the guild that yeah. that woke the sleeper, and they're the best guild on on green, right? And so they've been farming the wardens for quite a while now, uh, getting ooh, all the loot, ooh. right? I mean, let me just say, uh, best guild on green uh, is subjective. That's not my own opinions. So well, <laughs> just... they were the only guild in green that were. Like had a, a raiding They're, force capable the of tryhards. Yeah, the tryhards. <laughs> they were the ones in Sleeper's Tomb, uh, going out and clearing it out uh, every spawn. Now, um, yeah, so they were they were killing the warden warders, but only three of them. They weren't 
at, you know, waking up the sleeper. They would just say, okay, we call three, uh, we're done. But nobody else was going in there because they were keeping it locked down. But eventually they, I don't know if they got too busy or they just kind of got a little relaxed. Or just over time, there were enough kills to where other guilds were starting to get into Sleeper's Tomb. And they started noticing this and they said, well, you know, we want to be the ones to wake up a Sleeper. We don't want to share this warden loot with everybody, so we're going to wake up a Sleeper. Kind of a dick move, but it's happened on every server. <laughs> I think it's happened on everything. Because, yeah, every server has this event, right? Yes. Yeah, and so it's the same. This is not a new story. This is a new story on P99, yeah. But I'm sure every Povar had it. Um, I'm sure you guys in Fires of Heaven probably did something similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you want to be that guild to wake up the sleeper. And as soon as another guild, you know, is approaching, then, you know, they're like, we need to be the ones to do it because we want our names. We want to experience the event. But yeah, a little dick move, but it's normal. So a couple things. If you yep. read the, I, I recommend anybody who's interested in this uh, reading the PC Gamer article. I'll just touch on a couple things that I had saw on there. Um, I guess they they made it sound like the most dominant guild was just going to wake the sleeper, so nobody else could get the loot from the warders. But uh, what it sounds like happened is there was a big argument in Discord where people were like, "Wake the sleeper! Don't wake the sleeper! Fuck you! Fuck you!" And they were like we're not making any decisions yet. Um, and then that led into people that were keyed starting a private discord server and defecting from seal team and agreeing to wake the sleeper on their own and forced basically seal teams, guild leadership's hands into, well, let's do an event. Let's wake the sleeper. Let's let everybody know that we're doing that. People are going to lose the gear one way or another. We might as well just do it and, uh, you know, on our terms. So right. uh, <laughs> the in the artic- article, it says the P99 forum was filled with hundreds of posts like, your decision to wake the sleeper will not only tarnish your legacy and be a reason oh, for people to look back at your God. guild with distaste, <laughs> but inevitably lead to your collapse. Mark my words. So I think... Okay, so P99, P99 Green is only going to go to Velius. That's right. It's sad that the Scepters of Destruction is not going to go to every tank on the server. However, if you have to rush to kill mobs on P99 Green, you obviously want your guild to have the advantage, no matter what you're doing. And you had your time in, in Sleeper's Tomb. You you're the best guild on the server you're gonna do it one way or another like you said it's it's been done on every server so far um but shout out to level up larry i think he was there uh basically being a not a philanthropist but like a a document documenting yes you know i I saw that on uh, youtube Yeah. And so he has, uh, he has about a 16 minute video. I think it's linked in the PC gamer, um, uh, did they meet up with, um, care firm in sky shrine? They did. They had over 350 people in Mm -hmm. sky shrine. Was it 99% care firm was 99%. Like no progress was being made. They were just like throwing, I think you said like air epic pets. I I don't know if anybody tried to kill it. They were just there to watch him Uh, fuck up yellow knack because that's what he does. But Level Up Larry did a great job documenting it. Uh, shout out to him. Um, he Carafim looks like it doesn't hit very hard. Maybe uh, some of our tanks could probably tank it, you know, now in uh, oh, House hell. of Thule. Yes, yes. It's the Death Touch mechanic. Um, and But yeah, it, it got killed. I can't, was it your server that actually tried to kill it, or was it the Wrath server or something? I can't remember. So Rallus sex uh, killed it. Okay, um, despawned it, you know, kind of like it was going to die. And they despawned my, it. Uh, my server, oh, right. we we were glitching it, so. Yeah. And then when we woke it without the glitch, we didn't stand a chance, so. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I like that as something that cannot be killed or something, but um, do you remember where you were? Were you actually fighting Carefirm when it woke? And so I remember where I was when Rallosek killed him. I was in um, SSRA um, on a SSRA raid with oh, the wow. Legacies of Virtue. No, I was so Triton uh, on Povar was the one that woke up the sleeper for us, 
and I was actually EXP in Eastern Wastes at the Giant Fort. Or, I can't remember if it was the Giant Fort or if it was the Orc, uh, Orc Fort, but I was in Eastern Waste and um, heard like all the emotes and um, where was I? Was that Eastern Waste? I don't know. I remember like hearing all the emotes from Carafirm and all this stuff going on. I was like, what the fuck? Were you playing that? when Rallisek killed it though? That was like the biggest thing. I don't know. Um, I just remember being in Avelia's zone and seeing all the emotes from Carafirm and not knowing what it actually was. It was like, you know, very shocking to me because back then I really didn't even know what Carafirm was or like all the lore behind it. It was just some kind of event happening. So I got really excited. Yeah. So just the, when Rallosec, um, when that guild killed the sleeper, the, the only guild to ever do so. Um, yeah, definitely. I know where I was when they were killing. There was a whole bunch of um, inter-server channels, oh. uh, server server cross channels, okay. and uh, we were getting updates. And yeah, I, I remember being in SSIRA with uh, one of the the lower level guilds and uh, on my mage, and they were everybody was happy about it. So I wonder what I mean. Maybe it was far as heaven. Maybe it was you guys, but like, what guild was the first one to get Sleeper's Tomb? And, like, how would you know not to kill all four warders, right? I mean, there's Ooh. a dragon there. Kill it. <laughs> well, like I said, I think the GMs, like, told oh, us, like, right. they hey, kinda, like, hey. But I don't think it was Fires of Heaven that woke it first. I think it was either, like, Flowers of Happiness or maybe mm -hmm. Triton or one of those other guilds were the very first ones So wake it up. Because, yeah, and then to the guild's people... benefit to wake it up. Right. Cool. Well, I mean, you know, so how's it happen? On, how's it working on TLP? Um, basically, there are instances, right? But there's open world Sleeper's Tomb. So in instance Sleeper's Tomb, are the warders there? Or are they absent? Are they missing? Once it's, once it's woken, they, they're not there anymore. Oh. And then they have the, the lesser versions yeah, they of the, the warders. Versions, right. um, but until, like, how did it work on Mangler? How long did it last? Or did it last at all? So, hey, that's a good uh, topic of conversation real quick. Mafaka mm -hmm. was uh, the PALS guild leader, and he was really, really, really trying to get the sleeper to not be woken. Right. Uh, I think Europa Mangler, the European guild, wanted to wake it, but we had almost every guild like, okay, we won't wake it, wake the sleeper. Um, what happened was... <sighs> A, a, a group of people I can't remember what guild it came from maybe bloodthirst or something they got keyed and it was either a guy with his like 12 boxes or something oh, or God. a de facto <laughs> group of people that right. like jumped ship and woke the sleeper they went and did it in the middle of the night they woke the sleeper everybody woke up the sleeper was already awoken and Damn. that was that and Damn. We were cheesed for, you know, a day, and then everybody went on with their life. So we it doesn't matter, open world instance, if you kill all four warders, then the script happens? I'm or, not sure it if it has to be, to be world? I'm not sure if it has to be open world or in an instance, but mm -hmm. I, I think even if you do it in an instance, you're going to do the same. Right, uh, I would think so. Damage. But I wonder, I'm trying to think, like, so if you're, if you're in open world and the warders are up, like the original ones, and then somebody does an instance and kills all four of them. Do those four despawn or they stay up until, and they'll never respawn again. Maybe it's something really interesting to think about. Yeah. I, I'm sure they despawn. I'm sure they despawn. Well, because, you know, maybe it has to be in an open world. I'm not sure. All right. Well, I mean, that's pretty cool if it can be an instance. Um, but yeah, I've, I've never experienced that. But yeah. kudos, shout out to P99 Green as well, and shout out to SEAL Team for waking the sleeper. I'm sure everybody's pissed at you, but, uh, you know, Yarnax and I are understanding here on uh, yeah. Ever Pals. We, we understand yeah. what you guys had to do. Right. Uh, to you defectors that were trying to uh, ruin the harmony of the, of the guilds and wake the sleeper, fuck you guys. I don't like you. Don't defect. <laughs> yeah, Be true I to your guild. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, but if it was a guild decision, be like, hey, like, I mean, you made really good reasoning behind it. Like, it is a free for all server. There's no instances. If the other people get too powerful, then you're going to lose out on your raid targets. So, like, that alone is a decision enough. But if a guild has voted on it and says, no, we don't want to do this, 
then yeah, I agree with you. Respect your guild. Um, don't just like branch off. I think that was kind of a dick move. Also, guild or not, uh, it's you know I'm all about rank. You know your guild leader, your officers, they're the ones that are working hard doing your DKP. You know, setting up raid nights, bat phoning people. Uh, if your guild leader doesn't want to do it, fucking respect them or leave the guild. Yep. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, man. P99. Uh, I think they're making a new server in 2023. Oh. I, I kind of no, saw I'm not some... interested. No, not, uh, no, not interested. No. I did not want to be part of that. Um, like no, I said, no. the only reason I play P99 is just because there's there's no like long-term invested in it for me. I know I'm not playing there to get level 60 and you know start raiding. It's just something to do. I guess I could do I the same Blaze thing. I am Blaze is on P99 now. Shout out I am Blaze. I am Blaze. Yeah. No, he's he's playing there a little bit. I think he's Last time I talked to him, I talked to him on the on YouTube. He was like level twelve with his bard. He's playing Aeonic. and I think he's probably up like at level twenty now. Um, just kind of dicking around until the new TLP drops. But he said he's going to um, have a serious commitment towards the new TLP, and I'm pretty sure he's going to Yellenek. Did you see his newest video about um, uh, training people in Crushbound? I did. <laughs> I yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> So shame that, on you. Yeah, as soon as they find out about it, hmm, how are they going to find out about you now? I'm, I'm curious to see because obviously a lot of people from P99 probably watch his videos. Uh, have any of them reported him to it? To well, there's a GM there. You know, it's all fun and game. So, um, but honestly, like it gives them like that's free advertisement for P99. Now P99 doesn't charge anything. Um, they accept donations um, because these are actually people taking time out of their day. Um, to resolve issues as GMs, I'm sure it's fun too. Like I would like to be a part-time GM and like go and like watch people, you know, kill stuff, help them, you know, pop in, do like little GM events and stuff. That'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, P99 is pretty nice. They do have a good community there. Um, I I had nothing but great things happen while I've been on P99. People giving me you know small amounts of plat, um, being nice, walking by, stopping and buffing me as a paladin like, you know stopping what they're doing buffing me binding me like I've, I've had great experiences there but again not the, something i'm going to play long term right 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 because well, part- hey i'm glad you uh reached out to me for uh podcast today yeah we we hit our one hour mark so that'd well, be good we? for everybody. oh yeah we did all right, well, you're still on vacation so i'm sure you're going to jump on there and do some more leveling get some more aas get some more uh, gear so. yeah well, you know, the the little group is, is busy today with their raid on Sunday night. So I'm going to see what's going on with dinner, and then I'm going to uh, maybe hop on and try to get something, you know, going. But if not, I'll just log all the boxes on and, and try to do something with them. All right. Well, hit me up, man. Maybe I'll pop on and say hello to everybody and uh, get thinking. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, it was nice talking to you. Uh, let's do another one soon. Oh. And do you have the outro music all ready to go? I, I just queued it up. Awesome. Look at you. You've gotten better since episode one. So. Oh, yeah. It's much better since episode one. I tell people don't listen to that first episode. Oh, so man. You can go straight to episode two. All right. Cue that outro music. Let's get on out of here. Yeah, bye, everybody. Check listen. us out on Discord. Say hi to us. Uh, but, yeah. Bye. 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 Mm-hmm.